1: Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA member FDIC. Welcome to your Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan, and I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. <laughs> Meh. Textual,
2: Textual healing. healing. Well, uh, it's something of a curveball uh, for this week. The respect for marriage. In your act. baseball. So many baseball <laughs> references lately. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think curveball sort of made its way into like common lexicon. But, yeah. but you're, you're right. That is that is based off of baseball. Uh, I'm sorry to offend your sensibilities, Alan. Um, So the RFMA, this Respect for Marriage Act, was introduced in the House and passed with some surprising Republican support. Um, Now, the RFMA, uh, there is definitely some debate online as to what exactly it would accomplish, uh, you probably read about it in uh, the newspapers uh, that were thrown <laughs> onto your porch uh, every morning, but it would effectively legalize federal recognition of same-sex marriage and interracial marriage in the off chance either is repealed by the Supreme Court. Now, don't forget gay marriage, obviously, but also interracial marriage are legal because of Supreme Court opinions. Loving v. Texas was interracial marriage and yeah. Ober- Obergefell was gay marriage. Um So to quote, like I said, there's some disagreement over whether it would dictate states to uh, uh, um, have their own... What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, Have their own gay marriages or or whether it would just uh, federally recognize gay marriage at at their federal level. So people would still have the protections that are required, even if their state doesn't sanction gay marriage. Yeah. So basically Um, when
1: they file their taxes, um, they would be able to joint file because that would be a federal filing, whereas state, if it is deemed cut down, then they wouldn't be able to file jointly.
2: Right. So. Even Chuck Schumer, obviously Democratic Senate Majority Leader, uh, was surprised with the number of Republicans who voted for the bill, and he's currently currently trying to whip support for a Senate version. Forty seven Republicans ended up joining all Democrats in supporting the RMFA. It was interesting also to see which ones did support. Um, yeah, who, su- uh, this, this, who surprised you? Well there were, I mean, obviously it's mostly Republicans from fairly moderate districts and sort of suburban metropolitan areas. Uh, but there was, I think there was a representative from one of the Dakotas, all four Republicans from Utah voted for it, which was that a bit doesn't of a surprise
1: ball. me only because of Mormon voting patterns when it comes to the issue of, um, you know, marriage and government and stuff that there, there, there are certain issues, which Mormons, I don't know if these four members of Congress are Mormon, but they're from Utah. So it's, Fair to assume. Oh,
2: how! Ha- oh, you!
1: <laughs> and and they tend to son be son of very, a bitch.
2: Very much like you know. Yeah, yeah. Government should stand out of yeah. uh, marriage matters. Yeah. Um. So you know. Uh. Yeah. It was just kind of fun. I. I of course spent when I heard about this, I went to the roll call vote and pored over it for hours to see who voted which way. And yeah, it was kind of fun to see there are you know the handful of really conservative people that voted for it, and and mostly the moderate republic, fairly moderate wasn't, Republicans.
1: I wasn't surprised. I mean, I was surprised um, that it did have as much support because I would assume, with how polarized the parties are right now, that it would that it wouldn't have as much support. But that said, I was more kind of laughably surprised at how many Republicans voted against interracial marriage.
2: I mean, that was sort of the, the brilliance <laughs> of the bill was that they coupled gay marriage with interracial marriage uh which like you just kind of assume on paper you're like well you're going to have to get behind that like who yeah. how could you who could possibly stand stand in the well, way the of
1: king that the the right is famously in a interracial marriage like why yeah. would i I don't understand I'm talking about Clarence Thomas why yeah. like it's so
2: it, it it blows me away it blows me yeah. away it's, def- well, it's what, definitely embarrassing for them. Sorry, go ahead, Elliot. why do you
3: th- I mean, I know that it could be naive to say this, but like, do we think that there's just been a general, a general um, movement toward accepting gay marriage because it's inevitable? I mean, I would hate to say that about abortion because it should be the same thing as, you know, sure. it feels like it is. Of course it should be. But like, wh- what do you think the shift has been? And, and, and is it beyond just, Court, you know because well, they're from moderate yeah. places
2: well the the article actually did note that for the first time in history it was like within the last couple of years a majority of republicans now support gay marriage yeah uh, according mm-hmm. to uh, one poll i forget what polling company it was but uh you know support for gay marriage has obviously steadily increased over the last like 15 years um but i think i mean obviously that isn't to say that tons of Republicans are eager to get on board with the gay marriage bandwagon. They're all yeah. clearly wildly disproportionately conservative to, I think compared to the standard, you know, the standard, the average American, even the average Republican, I think. But, but that said, like, I would imagine you're seeing this kind of support because it just feels like a losing battle. I don't know. Right. Okay. Then again, also- Who knows? Maybe there will be a backlash and they'll try to ban our existence. Who knows? I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I think a lot of it, and I say this a lot too, just because I, I, I think the role of corporate America in sort of setting the standard of of how we view marriage equality in this country has a lot to do with how Republicans have come around as well. I mean, they know that corporate America sort of piloted this this initiative to sort of really show some inclusivity. Um, And of course, you know, there's an argument to be made that there were some sort of double standards happening with a lot of corporate America's involvement in sort of inclusive marriage equality stands while at the same time giving to conservative Republicans who didn't support gay marriage, whatever, that's a different conversation. But I do think that corporate America has a big influence on how a lot of these Republicans are viewing marriage equality. also- Maybe subconsciously or consciously, I think it does.
2: But also, aren't you vehemently anti-corporate involvement in gay pride, Alan? In, like, not, gay pride I wouldn't period. say
1: vehement. You tend to take very hard, extreme. Oh,
2: on here any, we go. Any opinion? Here we go. Uh, He's they, been cornered. Categorically,
1: <laughs> my favorite is when Brent is like, "Scientist, that scientist is categorically wrong in the field in which they are an expert on." <laughs> that is my. favorite. By the way, the scientist
2: you were quoting um, is literally I said, up a buffoon no, and got her degree from a diarrhea no. school. <laughs> no,
1: that is not true. You have not done any research on that scientist, my friend. You were just saying that. All but I need,
2: all I need to know. But, Uh,
1: Let me answer your question. So I am against a sort of, you know, the double standard of a corporate involvement in pride just for one month and not for the rest of the year. I think that's a wrong (laughs) thing. I think they should be putting their money where their mouth is all year long. Um, That said, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I do think that the cornerstone of pride should be about the community and how and how corporate America can uplift members of the community and organizations in the community and have them forward. And then maybe have them say, oh, yeah. And we supported them, which is a good thing. And they should get, yeah. they should get recognition for that. Yeah.
2: yeah, so, All right. There. My, All right. My, my, you, speak- you, split, you split the hair accurately. Fine. <laughs> what were you going to say, Elliot?
1: Oh, I was going to say in terms
3: of corporate pride, it's just it's just funny to see how the how things have evolved so far in that my uh, when I was at my parents place back in New York, my dad, who's like a doting bubby was like i think moses's harness is a little too tight and i was like okay and he's i don't don't think it's too tight he's like i do i think it's too tight so he bought me two new harnesses you know to to choose from one yeah one which was like totally basic and fine the other one which was um on sale from tj maxx with like a pride rainbow on it that was like like love is love and and like it's just so funny because like my dad already has a rainbow bumper sticker on his car again for me even though I don't live there and it's not my car but yeah the idea that my dad was like and I got you this pride harness that I was like oh that's okay you can return that one and you know it's, it's it's like in a moment like that it's a real reckoning where it's like of course I have pride and of course I have you know, I'm. I'm. it's not that complicated. I mean, obviously there's nuance and complications to it, but I was like, yeah, yeah I don't want this harness. I do not need this harness for my dog oh. with a rainbow on it.
1: See, I'm the opposite in that, like, I will take... So I don't like the aesthetic of a rainbow at all. Like, Me either. Right yeah. or not, I hate the aesthetic of a rainbow. That oh. said, I also hate paying too much for something that if I can't get some kind of a deal for it, you know what I mean? And I kindly was sent a promo for this Apple Watch and I needed a new Apple Watch band, right? And it was a promo for like queer influencers. And so they sent me a rainbow Apple Watch band and I've been wearing it just because (laughs) I needed a new band. I have no, I don't care about the pride element of it. I just, I actually do enjoy the band. It feels comfortable. It's new, I like that. So I will gladly show pride if it's for free. I'm not using my dog
3: to get that message out.
2: Not
0: even
1: joking. We are joined today by a very funny individual, Gabe Brigado. Hello, Gabe. Gabe.
0: How's it going? I'm also a Survivor
1: (laughs) fan, like, uh, and these guys aren't necessarily Survivor fans. I am a huge Survivor fan. Huge.
0: Yeah, I I started watching, honestly, during the pandemic, and it has become approximately like 75% of my personality, so. (laughs) I mean, I
1: wouldn't say it's become 75% of my personality, but I will say, I watched during the pandemic too. My boyfriend and I started. We binged it during the pandemic and it was life changing in a way. I don't know what I was missing. I think the whole time I I thought it was so straight, but it's not. It's so. I feel like there's a very gay, um, very. Oh my God, it's
3: so gay. Audience for Survivor and
1: well, it's not even just audience. It's It's the show. The show is gay. Gabe, why do you why? think? So? Why? Why? Yeah, tell us, Gabe. You
0: tell us. Well, I mean, literally the first winner is a gay man. But, I mean... Oh, right, it, Richard it, Hatch. I know, like, I mean... He doesn't, forget, count. He, has, he doesn't count. <laughs> that does not count, but, like, we famously have lesbians feuding in, like, like, <laughs> in season nine, Vanuatu, underrated gay season. <laughs> we have, it is, um, honestly, like, one of my, like, the best lines ever. Um, I think they say it, like, at, like, a tribal, she's one of the lesbians is, like... Um, when your true colors come out, it's part of no rainbow I've ever seen. And I'm like, <laughs> oh like you couldn't even like, like the writers, HBO writers are like shaking. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, honestly, it's just hot people running around in their underwear. Yeah. In right. Yeah. Right.
1: It's the, we also have, had the essence of it is very gay because it is about people wrestling in the mud in their underwear. Mm, but that's, that's not, we, serve- Yes, that's like <laughs> Bruce. What's the who's that famous photographer that took the naked pictures of the the
2: Hardy Bruce Valange, Bruce, Bruce Valange, something, but you know, those photos of the like it's very the Abercrombie like, guy,
1: Abercrombie and oh. wrestling in underwear. It's very, it's gay. Mm. Let let me ask you this it is, um,
3: oh god, I just it just escaped my memory. Oh no, wait, we had um Zeke, uh,
1: yeah. Zeke, Pr- Zeke he was on. from I forget what season he is, but. It was the famous incident where he was outed on the show uh, for being trans in a very Mm, memorable moment on Survivor, Uh, and he had done the show a while ago, a couple years ago now. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I I, like that's. Please, please go ahead. Sorry, no. I just I listened to that podcast earlier today just to like do my little research. I was like scrolling through looking for. (laughs) um, I listened. I listened to the kimchi episode and the Zeke episode, and it's just like choices. Yeah, those are Um, good. Those are good. But it's wild because obviously we talk a lot about Zeke being outed um, in his season. But like I also watched Survivor, and it's like kind of like anthropo- anthropological sense where it's so interesting to see where television was like when yes. those seasons were produced and aired. Yeah, and. So one of the big faves, Boston Rob, is in season four of Marquesas, and he, like, low-key outs, like, one of the gay con- like gay players. Like, oh, he, yeah. like, asks him. And, like, it's so interesting because that's never really talked about in, like, the fandom oh. or, like, the, like, history of the television. He alludes but, to um,
1: it. Then it. Yeah, it becomes, it's an awkward conversation.
2: Yeah. It,
0: it, the it, hot... It. Oh,
2: sorry, hot. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, uh, it's it's absolutely we've we've touched upon this a couple of times before in the podcast, but it's astonishing how far we've come. The LGBT community as a movement, because literally American Idol pre like 2011 was just parading of like people who are mentally ill and feminine (laughs) gay gay men in front of all of America and laughing in their faces. I mean, it's just it's wild what passed. back in 2008 for entertainment you know yeah what's what's, there's a clip on your twitter Gabe, from
3: survivor that's you wrote (laughs) happy pride from jeff Probst, and it's some guy saying are you gay before getting the um his torch what's what's the term snuff snuff
2: Snuff, yeah
3: Yeah.
0: what is that so that, that was actually so like for context that is um that was like a long tribal, but that was like the the um the recap of the next episode. So it's like that super cut of like him <laughs> and then getting a which I thought was just great, like Jeff Propes, you know, fighting for gay rights. Um but um this was season Nicaragua, which was during the dark ages of Survivor. Yes. Um, but I think it's an underrated season. But anyway, it's got this is a season where they start the tribes off as young people versus mm-hmm. older people yeah. oh, Jimmy wow. Johnson is literally on this season yeah like um wait, who's Jimmy Johnson well I don't know he was he's like a famous football person yeah, okay. famous <laughs> <ball>. <laughs>
1: said, wait is that the one is that the one that said a lot of like homophobic stuff I forget
0: so well there's, uh, the there's generally a lot of homophobic stuff yeah. but I'm um, this guy who was on a young person tribe was like essentially like he talked himself into a hole at tribal and then got booted because clearly there were like two alliances kind of forming and just when he started like asking all this homophobic stuff like people were like we can't keep him around and yeah Yeah. the
1: show can be even though it can be problematic especially in some of those early years with some of the conversations and stuff I will say the show that and amazing race those two shows I think did a lot for like LGBTQ acceptance in everyday Americans homes, just because these were so, they showed problematic queer people. Like it wasn't just queer people who were just queer and sort of being good people. Richard Hatch was the villain. He was a villain. villain. He was a problematic queer person. And in a way, I think it did a lot for gay people because then when regular Americans who had never experienced queer people came across a queer person, they were like, well, he's not as bad as Richard
2: Hatch. Sure.
0: yeah and it's been so interesting getting into it like getting into like a a reality television show that's like literally the blueprint right um like after like watching all this other television because you have like I feel like especially as queer people we have like high expectations when it comes to queer portrayals of of, of, the spectrum of queerness and it's like seeing the CBS like mass audience like major network like uh encapsulation of queer people throughout the years is like so interesting to see and just like how like um honestly like stereotypical it can be but also like for some people it's like this was like their first like like sense of like queerness they have ever seen it was like yeah. true survivor yeah.
1: yeah yeah well before before we move on from survivor i do need to discuss with you one thing about survivor probably the biggest win queer people have ever received from a from a, a reality show from survivor ever ozzy ozzy who is a memorable you guys don't know ozzy but he's a he will be a guest on this podcast because i've been dming with him a lot ozzy was a huge player a huge player on survivor i mean one of the top 10 in the history of survivor i mean epic am i right gabe would you agree with that like legendary yeah. yes mm-hmm. and he was just hot and wild and very sort of like johnny depp before he was complicated pirates of the caribbean like you know what i mean like he was just sort of hot and then the nudes came out that he had done a porn before Survivor and then he started an OnlyFans and then he came out as bisexual and frankly I think it's the biggest win queer people have gotten from Survivor in the history of Survivor. I think it, hmm. it's a win for us, don't you think Gabe?
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, we would be so, I think Richard Hatch would be so happy. <laughs> also I think I would be, but I would be um, amiss to um, not mention that Aussie was also his original season. Was on what I like to call the race war season, where they yes. literally divided the tribes by race. By race, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh boy! And they
1: quickly—they, I think, even like early on in the season, they were like, "Oh wait, this is a bad idea." And they morphed, they they like merged tribes really early, earlier than usual, I think, because they realized, "Oh wait, this is not good."
0: What year yeah. was that? What year was that? Two thousand nine. Okay. It was like maybe like shot in 06 or 07 because season okay. 13. Uh, okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. so
0: pre Obama, pre Obama. Okay.
3: <laughs> no, one, one more survivor question. Uh, I get, I haven't watched in a long time, but was Sue Hawk or Kelly Wigglesworth, were they
0: gay? Do you think they were queer ladies? Sue was. No, but I, I don't. I don't think like either of them, but I, I think they're kind of examples of like um like reality TV girlies that like the like pre like pre-gays, like you know, yeah eight you're eight years old watching with their parents like kind of stand, you know, like for mm. different reasons. Mm. Yeah. Like, Ke- Kelly was just like the like was like the challenge beast of her season, like yeah. and then Sue was like the drama. I mean she has like the, one of the most like legendary like speeches in like reality television history. Yeah.
3: You're a sneak. I can't do the accent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The
3: Boston accent? Is it Boston? I think so. Uh no, she's like Midwestern. Like, no, I,
0: you, I think
1: she's from South. Oh, America. you're right. She's like, no, she's not from South. You're right. She's like Minnesotan
2: or something. Michigan right. or something. Yeah, about, I think
0: yeah. from the Valley. No, no, no. I think, I think <laughs> no. She's she's from Eastern Europe. I think. <laughs> Wait, Gabe, where like where are you from originally? So I'm from California. So I'm, I like grew up in like an Anaheim area. Um, hmm. you're so, Disney. Grew- Near Disney, that's usually why I would uh, (laughs) the um I would say that in college because people I would I like learned that if I said the O C people would think that I like would get passed out in like Mexican (laughs) alleys all the time. So I would always say like Disneyland. But um, I actually my summer job as a teen was um. Are you guys familiar with the water park Soak City? Yes. Oh yes, yes. I was a um a teen lifeguard at Mm. um Soak City, which was was essentially being a glorified. It was essentially being a glorified um, babysitter, honestly. Yeah. yeah did but... you have to? Did you rescue anyone? Yeah. I'm um, no, so I was never moved up from um, anything more than like four feet of water. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm. Um, I like. I think they were like, "Gay boy, you're gonna stay on slides and like the lazy river." <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, but some of my friends at wave pool did have to pull out some kids every yeah. so often. Right. I right.
1: always right. thought it would be so hot to be alive. Like you'd be around oh, the honest Pete. You know what I mean? The it has. Hottest job. Well,
2: it's it's actually it's funny you say this, Gabe, because I went to Vegas last year with a, a very dear friend of mine, and I had never in my life been to a water park. I don't take my shirt off in public. Everyone knows that. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to a water park with everyone my friend with knows my shirt that. on. <laughs> everyone knows that. But <laughs> A, uh, what blew me away two things first of all it was the most fun I've ever had in my life the slides are so intimidating but so fun and like and it wasn't even a monster huge park it was just so fun and B, every single employee on the on the premises was under 15 years of age. I've never felt less safe in my life. There was no one
0: working who was
2: over the age of 15. And it it was insane. It sounds like that was that was the same thing at Soak City.
0: Honestly, it was and like I went to kind of like a weird like my high school experience was from seven from seventh to twelfth grade and it was like a smaller school. Oh, wow. so I didn't get like that typical I didn't get all the drama. Like people weren't messy at my high at my school sure. or we just didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly, like during my summers, I had like all this like gossip and like mess that I could like um, indulge in. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh. Did you ever hook? Did you ever hook up? Did you ever like like have like a summer oh, yeah, boyfriend, stories. lifeguard boyfriend, or something?
0: Oh. I did have a summer um, lifeguard boy lifeguard boyfriend from Soak City. Um, his name was Chad. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. Of course. And that is the gayest <laughs> name. Ah. <laughs> absolutely like, like so gay that like he was I mean we were both still living with our parents but I had to like climb through a window so that we could like make wow, out Lord. for a bit oh fun um, but like but I don't I'm too much of a Virgo and a rule follower so we like never like like did anything at the water park you know or anything it was always you know it was always kosher oh but yeah, he wanted yeah, yeah. to
1: Chad Chad's always any Chad wants to do something at a water park <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> lots of Chad's get hand jobs at water parks
1: all Chad's right.
0: get hand jobs right. at water parks <laughs> right that, that's actually the name of the um my favorite slide of the waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> hand, hand <job? laughs> no all chads get hand at water. <laughs> all
1: chads. it's a very long name it's the longest slide at the park
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. so you're also a writer so you, you write for like a million on like p- online public you're a comedian and a writer but like you are a serious journalist prolific, is that, prolific. is that the right term Prolific. Um, like, would you say, or you're a pop culture writer? I don't know which, I don't know what the right term would be. What do you call yourself,
0: yeah. Gabe? I don't know. I'm like, you know, it's, it's very interesting. I feel like I'm, I just, it was honestly just professionally, it's like I like, I got into journalism because I like was a kid who liked to write. I had a Zanga and yes. I I'm just loved to like talk about pop culture and everything. And then, so I kind of was like, okay, well, let me like study journalism and get a journalism job. And then um, it was great. Like, it was such a fun experience. Um, And I still, like, freelance write. But it's kind of been, I've been writing about entertainment so long that I kind of realized I wanted to, like, help make it. And I slowly started doing stand-up and, like, improv in the city. And it's just been really interesting just to kind of see where my interests and, like, like, wants have changed over the years. But, yeah, I still write. um, And I still do, like, interviews for, like, editorial stuff. I have like the, that like background, but um, yeah, I'm doing like more comedy stuff. So I don't know. We'll just, we'll see. We'll yeah. See it's kind of morphed.
1: Wait. So then what like happening right now in pop culture, are you obsessing over besides survivor, obviously? Cause that just ended.
0: I'm, what am I obsessing over? Okay. Well, I feel like in terms of like television, movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like- yeah. So
2: like like everyone I know is obsessing over the new season of Air Disasters, the show where uh, <laughs> they do a documentary each episode about a, a plane crash. So yeah. So stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, what, oh you I mean Grey's anatomy me the <laughs> well I mean pe- the, the girlies are obviously talking about Fire Island right now like such an exciting movie to see like I think especially like as like a New Yorker it's like to see all these like New York based comedians kind of have like their like their big kind of like feature film uh, moment um, I was a huge how to get away with murder fans so very fun to see Conrad like in something else um, and so yeah I feel like I've seen a lot of people talking about that so have you I'm, experienced,
1: being in New York, have you experienced Fire Island
0: yet? Oh no, I'm like, I'm being put on the spot. I have not actually. Okay. <laughs> <I haven't... laughs> why, your response is so funny.
3: Wait, why, you're like, you're acting like it's like, wait, what do you think of Fire Island? Are you
0: outing you or something here? Well, I feel like as a gay person in New York, you like you have to have like been to Fire Island if you've like lived here for long enough, you know? And uh-huh. I just like, I, like haven't like done that yet you know and sure. so i feel like i'm i just like it's hard being on the record saying i've never been to fire island <laughs> well
1: gabe i can tell you as a homosexual who lived in new york hilarious. for a very long time that i learned very quickly in my years at least in new york that if you only went to fire island you were kind of a basic gay but if you splurged <laughs> it up if you splurged it up and maybe went to p-town for like one summer and experienced a different type of queer mm. identity in life you were a sophisticated homosexual
3: mm. <laughs> well let's be fair brent and i went to fire island um but we went on a rainy day uh, we, <laughs> we went on a rainy day dot.
2: we didn't rent a room so we like no we, we, what did like, you do where did you the boat back no we didn't rent a room we, we took the boat in at like one in the afternoon and then we like walked around in the stand. Elliot at one point took a shirt off to try to hook up. So he, he was like, I'm gonna go he didn't? Gonna, yes, you did. You're like, I'm gonna go <laughs> like by this one pier. And he's like, and he was like, You you keep going, I'm gonna take my shirt off and go. And and he did that. That's that is God's honest truth. Right? I don't remember that. Uh, oh, um, I, just remember, I just remember thinking it was so funny. And then I remember being terrified because you have to walk between like the two parts of it, whatever it's whatever it's so called. called. The, that's called the meat rack. And, that's and there's like the no one around. It was, was kind of crazy. Well, there
3: are people around, we just don't yeah, see right, them because they're right. hooking up in
2: sand dunes.
3: Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. but, but to finish, I mean, to finish the yes, story, I think, Gabe, no, I was going to say, I think Gabe actually is having the right response because to that point, Uh, we ended up just like drinking on the dock, not even going into like (laughs) the bar, like where tea is or whatever. And watching in the early evening as men were going in and out of the tea dance or whatever, just an an outdoor bar, watch an elderly man in broad broad (laughs) daylight in front of everybody. Yes, elderly. An elderly (laughs) man stop and stare at fully clothed men going in and out of the bar and just start masturbating.
2: He He (laughs) He put his hands, he put his hands down his pants and he was masturbating, just oh, looking at watching everyone. Watching guys and talk, no one noticed. I feel no like, I see, like- <laughs> I see my future. I see
1: my future.
0: Isn't that what Harvey Milk fought for? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah yes. right. That's right. right. Harvey Milk.
1: Harvey Milk was a Fire Island person too. He loved going to Fire Island. So maybe. Yeah, maybe that's a thing.
2: When did it become like like When did it turn like When did it become a gay island? Like, was it in the fifties?
4: I you know yes. so you think there was Yeah. So there
1: was a period in which like parts of the city, of course, you know, people were getting like stonewall, et cetera, were getting arrested and gay bars were getting turned over. And so they would escape to this enclave enclave in uh in Long Island that really wasn't that well established. There weren't a lot of homes there. There was just sort of it was yeah. a very and back then, pre-marriage, of course, once there were a lot of gay people who were moving there, uh, men would adopt. Other men because it, that's a way people were able to get queer right. married at that time sons yeah and uh, and so it became kind of this you know place that queer people could just go and be themselves, and it is to mm. this day -hmm
0: history history
2: history History, guys alan's alan is alan is just he's a history book that's usually often very boring but he knows a lot he knows well there's never been a
1: plane Uh, crash there so brent can't be
2: (laughs) um so what other shows
1: are you like obsessing over
0: I mean, I'm like still waiting for Yellow Jacket season two to come out. Oh my god. Uh, like, I'm like I think they just like oh they just, I think they posted recently that they're going to production soon. And I'm like, I want to be in those woods so badly. Like I want to see what's going on. <laughs> guys, what's what? Yellow Jacket about? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. Are you it's Christina Richie's grand return. Plane re- crash. Return. It involves a plane
1: like, crash, Brent.
0: Oh, ooh. I yeah. put my
3: hands down. Oh it involves tragedy, Brent. Death, yeah. and death. <laughs>
0: <laughs> So it's um it's a um, a girls, a New Jersey girls, so high school girls soccer team crash lands in um, the Canadian wilderness. In
3: like oh. 95 or something, right? It's like yeah.
0: 1990. Something. Yeah, but there's two timelines. So there's like the timeline where like in the 90s where they crashed and, and they were in like the wilderness for like six months, had survived the winter. And then there's like the current day timeline where it's like, you know, you have all these like prestige actresses like yeah. um, playing them the them older live. versions. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I'm, um, and like the, like the ramifications, and so like the like bait is that, the tease is that they eat each other to survive. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, like,
0: but there's, there's, also, like, there's, a, um,
1: there's also a lot of like, uh, I wouldn't say mythical, but there's some- Mythology, which, right? There's some witchcraft involved, apparently it's being alluded to. We don't know yet. There's so much that we have to explain, but it is such
0: a good show. Hmm, what's it, what's it on? Showtime. On Showtime. Yeah. Showtime.
2: Wow. Yeah. Curveball. Curveball. <laughs> I, you, you literally talk about eating people and I was like well I know a lot about the Donner party.
0: <laughs> well so it's actually based off of that um, famous case of that plane um, crashing in like the Andes right. or yes. like in South America somewhere and it's a it was a rugby team or something. Oh G- Gabe you didn't have to tell me where it was. I
2: was <laughs> uh i am well aware of that plane crash gabe and yes it is it is a compelling one so that, that's very cool that is, that sounds like a good job i actually have seen a bunch of billboards for it so i actually might check that out um Elliot, if you want to pay me to, to watch that I'll find it out. um
1: so gabe this has been so much fun chatting with you how like where can people follow you on the internet
0: um, I'm just my name, Gabe uh, um, you know, across socials. We love, you know, we love a a, a, um, a cohesive handle, <laughs> so. <laughs> it's across the board, Gabe. Yeah, <laughs> and Taco Bell slut was already taken, so, you know. Wow. You oh, know. that's right. That's
1: something I wanted to talk to you about. You post a lot about Taco Bell, and I just had Taco Bell oh. I think last night or the night before. I need to ask your opinion on something about Taco Bell. So I know we were ending, but I have to ask. It's very important. So Mm. the Mexican pizza that they offer at the Taco Bell, have you had it? What are your thoughts?
0: Oh, I love it. Like I so I am Mexican. I'm Mexican Filipino. And I'm like, I grew grew up in Southern California, where like the fast food is so good. And we eat Taco Bell like and I consider it like different from Mexican food, but I like loved Mexican pizza. Like I had, it, I think for the first time when I was like five and I'm like, this is so cool. Um, so I've been a long time fan when they discontinued it or took it off the menu. I was, you know, I was ready to start protesting. Um, and but thankfully they brought it back in recent months. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think there's a lot to talk about haters. There's a lot to talk about <laughs> lovers, but uh, no. I think- No, haters. haters. Okay.
1: They are, there yeah. are haters yeah. out there. And get they the, need Get leave.
0: the fuck out.
2: Yeah. Leave.
1: yeah, I have to tell you, I I had never had the Mexican pizza. And then the, the, you had mentioned earlier, you listened to the kimchi episode. She's a good friend of mine and her and I, we talked about on that episode, how we are foodies and we go out to dinner a lot and we're big food people. And she suggested that I try the Mexican pizza because she knows that I'm a fat ass. And so I went to eat the Mexican uh, pizza, and I have to admit, I wasn't that impressed. Underwhelming. It wasn't, it's it's there's something about it that to me there is nothing better at a Taco Bell. I'm gonna tell you my order at Taco Bell, just so you know how mm. bad I really am. I mm. get the chicken quesadilla with that special sauce. You know what I mean? They have oh, a special yeah. sauce in the chicken. Quesadilla.
2: Chipotle mayo, yeah. Yes,
1: and it gets me so fucking hard. And yeah, then I get I get that Doritos taco, and they no longer have the cool ranch taco shell. They only have the nacho, which is fine with me. But I miss cool
2: ranch. I agree. And
1: I get that supreme, that is the only taco I get supreme. Then I get one <gasps> soft taco and one regular, the other hard taco that comes with the the quesadilla. Mm. Yeah, with the quesadilla. Mm. And sometimes I'll treat myself to a cinnamon twists, which is really just pasta with cinnamon sugar on it. But I'm fine with it. It's delicious. Nope
2: a no nacho bel grande for you
1: i don't do any of the offshoots you know what i mean michael my boyfriend michael will go and do all of the offshoots of all of the crazy things and then he'll get like a bean and cheese burrito just to be like basic for a little bit you know to yeah get yeah, yeah fantasy yeah. but no he goes he does the offshoots i'm very traditional but i want that sneak of a supreme just to give me a little yeah.
2: you know their sour cream is
1: delicious delicious i want it unbeatable i need to have sex i need to like involve it in a sexual thing sometimes i (laughs)
2: would well i'm gonna let i'm gonna let you do that gabe thank you so much for joining us
0: thank you for having me you can catch me at taco bell
1: (laughs) (laughs) and another thing
0: all right
2: guys (laughs) (laughs) apropos of nothing how do you take your coffee I. So I take my coffee black um because I I don't want any unnecessary calories in my coffee. Ah! And it I you know, I, I I used to hate coffee and I didn't start drinking coffee until like eight, 10 years ago. And now I cannot. Now I'm at the point where if I don't have it, I get a headache. You know, that thing. Interesting. Of
1: course. Yeah. Um, I got
2: addicted. So yeah. So I'm 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 pretty much just straight up black. How coffee. do you drink black? I don't get it.
1: I don't get. I drink I mean, black obviously, coffee too. That's how I drink it as well. Yeah. So okay. Now I'm I mean, obviously I, I know, wait, coffee. wait, wait, wait. Before you even answer, I have yeah. a feeling you are just like my mother, which is the reason why I drink black coffee. Because when I was a child, I would take a sip of my mother's coffee and it would be it would be the color of like it was basically almost white. It was a white yeah, coffee. Yeah, taupe. It right, was right, mostly right. cream, you know, <laughs> and it it was so incredibly sweet. To the point where I was like, this isn't coffee. This is sugar milk. No, yeah. this yeah. is sugar heavy condensed cream. That's what this is. I don't go that forward, far. Right, I don't go right. that
3: far because then it, it it like, I don't know if the term spikes my insulin or I don't know exactly what it does, but if I have coffee that I sweeten too much, it makes me tired. Okay. Um, yeah. But I have had, I've had my mom like pick up my coffee and taste it and wince and go, Oh my, it's too sweet. <clears throat> but my, I don't put it as sweet as you guys think I do. I like it to be a little bitter, you know, so I'll put a little. My friend Marquita, actually, a guest on this podcast, once said, when we worked together, We'd get coffee runs in the afternoon, and she said, "You know, you you order coffee like a Manhattan night in the '90s." <laughs> <Which was laughs> how do you order coffee? Just coffee with a little half and a half and a couple of Splenda. And she was, but like, she was completely correct. A Manhattan night in the '90s, like that Did is you make perfect. One, put in the creamer.
2: Plenty of people still get creamer and I know, but it's but I think
3: it's just it's just perfect because it's really like funny. the time when coffee became in in vogue. I think with Starbucks, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, I do not understand and maybe this is my palate as somebody who like likes desserts who finds most beer to be pretty unbearable. Bitter, yeah. I don't get how anybody including you guys drinks coffee black. It's the it's so it's just so bitter.
2: So I recently transitioned in my beer drinking to IPAs because I like efficiency and when you buy an IPA it's usually going to be 6 to 8 well, sixty-seven percent al- alcohol content as opposed to like a PBR that's like four. So I get IPAs now, even though I fucking hate them. Just because I you want to get a Just because yeah. you want to get drunk. <laughs> yeah, because oh, wow. you know I only get I only get twelve drinks a week. So yeah. <laughs> and and if I'm gonna go out, I might as well get my money's worth. You See, know? I
1: feel like my heritage, my German heritage, German British sort of heritage has me loving anything bitter in terms of like, oh. I love the taste. Of, like, I don't even care about getting drunk from beer. Sometimes a good beer is just every especially a light beer is like every It is. It's yeah. a perfect, perfect thing on a hot day or even yeah. like I remember. I a Bud Light. Of, yeah, I love a Bud Light moment, but like, I don't even know. I don't know the whole terms of like IPA and all that stuff. I literally just want like I want piss colored beer you know yeah i like
3: a i like a shandy nothing is better to me than a <laughs> like shandy a light, a
1: light beer yeah. with a
3: shandy. dash Shandies of wine like one and a half lemonade Shandies are like yeah. booze
2: for mormons and ellie no, goes into shandy, was my,
1: first, shandy right? was my first shandy was my it's funny you say that because that was my first drink Ever when I went mm. to Germany to study well, for that year, I was a foreign exchange student. Wow. And I was this Mormon boy. I had never drank friend. in my life. I had never smoked smoked anything in my life. And I remember that first night I was smoking and I was loving it. It was amazing. Cigarettes are still mm. the coolest thing I've ever done. And mm. I, then I took a beer and I didn't like the taste of the beer. And this German waitress was like, Oh, one second. And she brings it back, and I forget what it's called in German now. It's like Alschuspritzer or something. I forget. But it's a uh, it's it's a shandy where it's just mixed yeah. a little bit with. And in England, they do it with lemonade sometime, too. They they yeah. add beer and yeah. lemonade. They mix yeah. that a lot. Oh, I,
2: I love rat. it. It's, it's that's called the like best. a Rattler or something,
3: right? Yeah. Well, no, it's this. that's the Steagle. I think you're thinking of the Steagle Rattler, which is like a grapefruit malt, which, of course, I like. But I love a Shandy when it's a Nar- like a Narragansett Shandy, I think it's called, is yeah. a beer with le- a little. It's not that much lemonade. It's not like a sweet, sweet
2: drink. It's, hear, yeah. So,
3: uh,
2: yeah. Sorry, let me ask a quick question. Um, here's a question for you, Alan. I know you've smoked before. Elliot, have you ever smoked a cigarette?
3: No, never. Oh, never in yeah. your life? Ever? No, never. <laughs> wow. I
1: cannot
2: fathom. So I so this is a weird tangent, but I'm I'm going to go down there. So, uh, I recently had a bad experience microdosing.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Um, they didn't
2: go well? Yeah, it was a total disaster. I bought oh, these God. microdoses which was it's a whole dose of shrooms broken down into 18 pieces. And I was like, i had a bad experience doing shrooms once, but I'm like, a microdose sounds great. Everyone who does it loves it. They're like, it just like makes you a little happier for the day. It's a it's a chill day. Yeah. I did it, and it was a disaster. I had I had almost a panic attack. I tried to make myself feel better by going to a McDonald's, and when I walked into the McDonald's, a guy was threatening to kill the cashiers. So oh my I, god! It was ve- it was a very intense afternoon for me.
4: No.
2: Um, but. Uh, anyway, that said, I have become I've become obsessed with a new tobacco. Well, it's not a new tobacco product, but it's a product called SNUS where you, it's like a pouch of tobacco that you put like in between your Ew. lip and your gums. Oh, and I read online, I, I read online that it's actually like, a, you know, it's not considered safe, but it's significantly safer than, yeah. than like cigarettes because it's just like basically just directly like tobacco into your body, which is yeah. not as egregiously poisonous as cigarettes. Yeah. So I've been going all over downtown Los Angeles, trying to find some. Isn't that what the worst thing that, isn't that what baseball players do? No, so that's, 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 yeah, that's like chewing tobacco, which is a oh. This is like packaged.
1: Chewing tobacco packets. is disgusting. I mean, it's Ugh. disgusting. I love. I always thought it looks cool. Every, I think it looks no, cool. No, it's not cool, <laughs> Brad. It's not cool. I grew up with. Oh, a, you. My, my grandpa did chewing tobacco and literally just seeing someone spit disgusting. that out. into do that's like disgusting. Any, any free cup that's available, usually just a big gold. Disgusting. Is like, just <laughs> I. I loved every second of smoking. It is the coolest thing I've yeah. ever done in my life. Yeah. It is, I agree. I agree. Being, being in Europe and seeing being around that many people smoking, I just wanted a cigarette uh, so fucking I cannot wait for a doctor to tell me I'm dying. I literally can't uh, <laughs> because it will give me the 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 go of just smoking as much as I goddamn want to.
2: I I've had that thought before you're like if i got some like insane terminal oh, illness every like, diagnosis i would smoke so much meth if i had <laughs> I, like three months to meth. go why Oof, not you would go but, in but, meth? Like, wow I mean, but why yeah. not it's apparently the best I and mean, if you don't have to worry about the addiction then why not right
1: no true true i mean that I maybe think...
2: maybe the last month maybe the last two weeks yeah, two weeks yeah right, wait until it's really terminal math. so you feel like real bad
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: What uh, would what your, your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show?
2: The way I take my coffee is with any creamer flavored like a candy bar. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, my aunt Joanne would say, if you take your coffee flavored like anything with a candy bar in it, you're a goy. <laughs> <laughs> my That's <for> the goys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my aunt Anne would say the thing that she has said many times in her life as if it's the newest thing she's ever said i take my coffee like i take my men black because my uncle ray is black <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that is her oh joke she loves it and I, yeah. it's not funny well
2: good good for her good good for her everyone i just want to take a moment to thank you from the bottom of our hearts <laughs> for listening to your making it worse thank you thank you oh, thank you thank wait you. we lo- we have an update
1: people want a patreon
2: Whoa. Oh, that's yes. great. Two, I mean, people have three, responded four to Four requests. Four requests. Well,
1: yeah, no more than four requests. i say how many, but it was greatly more than four requests. And, they, and those and people you, are still listening as we
3: as we as, sign off. Yeah. And
2: they also dictated they want the Patreon uh content to exclusively involve unhinged references <laughs> to Elliot <laughs> oh, and yeah. we oblige. Great, great, yes. great,
3: great.
2: <laughs> the answer is yes all right well i uh, i created the patreon but now i'm gonna make alan do the rest of it because that's <laughs> usually how things work i think uh but we will get that going within the next six to eight months <laughs> true that's
1: so true <laughs>